Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Hey, 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 Emily, how are you? Hey, 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 Michelle. I am so good. Yes. So this is a very exciting live episode. It is totally an exciting live episode. For a lot of reasons. I mean, one, it's our time of the month. It is. So we like love our time of the month here. Yes. And yes. we're shaking things up this time because uh, it's Because your it's uh, April 24th. Well. And uh, it's our time of the month. And it's so so close to my that's birthday. That's right. A very important birthday. Uh, yes. I'm going to be 50. 50. She's 50 going to be 50 years old, years old. In a week. That's right. Um, so to commemorate this, we are at Shock City Studios rather than being at Studio C today. Correct. And we have a studio audience. Hello, studio audience. Yay, say hi. Woo! Thank you for joining us. So everybody that's here brought a, their own picnic and own bottle of wine to share with us today. Definitely let us know what you're drinking out there in Facebook land. And I'm just going to pull this up here. I finally figured it out on my computer so I can watch us comments. along and yeah. the comments. I, oh, there well, we are. I know. It's kind of crazy. Oh, there it is. I mean, oh, this, that's fun. Oh, yeah, exactly. You did the same thing. Yeah. How do I mute this thing? On All right. Um, and Learning uh, curve here. So, hey. Definitely learning curve. Thank you, Denise. Our good friend, Denise, with... Uh, STL Verified, who was our guest uh, earlier in season one, yes. helped us set Episode up- Episode 21. Yes. With Brand You Media, she helped us set up the visuals for today. So thank you. I know she has to scoot out, but I want to say thank you for helping us get set up. See you soon. Yes. Yay. Bye, Denise. Thank you. So, Michelle. Emily. It's your birthday. Today, we're celebrating your we're birthday. We're celebrating my birthday, yes. So to do that- we brought a decadent bottle of wine, <laughs> a very delicious and decadent bottle of wine. I'm so excited about it. We've been looking at that bottle for a couple months now. Mm-hmm. And I think my birthday is the most uh, important day to, or most important reason to uh, Absolutely. That make, it makes perfect sense to yeah. enjoy this amazing bottle on this day. So the bottle we're enjoying is from Nicholson Jones. It is a Cabernet Sauvignon from 2012 in Coombsville. That's Napa Valley, California. Oh, wow. So this is definitely beyond our traditional price point, everybody. This is, no joke, a decadent spend for us. And, um, and you know, but... You only turn 50 once. So uh, yeah. so this would Everything be Everything is 51, 52, <laughs> 53 now. I mean, I only get 50 once. It's only uphill from here. Only uphill. <laughs> Pushing a boulder, I think. <laughs> That's what they say. Um, yeah, it is quite... Ex- it is an expensive bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's my birthday, we're drinking it. Otherwise, on the podcast, we you know we do try to keep it at... at uh, Below 20 price point. 
Right. We started at like around 15. Now we've edged up it's, to below 20. It's, so yeah, it's um, slowly climbing. Yeah. But you know. probably by like season five, we won't know a bottle <laughs> under like $40 or something like that. We'll yeah. have drank all the under under fifteen bottles. <laughs> There's, you know what? The world is full of wine. I'm sure we'll we'll be able to stay in a reasonable price point for everyone. So, you know, I'm curious about. I know you just had your first sup of this wine, so I want you to start thinking about your I like am. how this is tasting to you. To me, um, you know, on the nose, I get uh, I get some earth, I get dark chocolate, I get lots of those black fruits, like black currant, blackberry, um, I get cassis, vanilla, a little cinnamon on the palate, all those fruits kind of come through, very concentrated fruits of cherry, plum, blackberry, again, currant. I think this is just, oh my gosh, the acidity is nice and silky. I mean, it is a, it is, it tastes like it's, it tastes to me like it's that, like how like it's, it's priced. <laughs> well, it's okay to go ahead yeah. and tell everybody how much it is, Emily. Yeah, That's this what is in the want. one. This is in the hundred and twenty-five dollar <laughs> price point. Yeah, yeah. Shock. Gasp. We used a Groupon coupon <laughs> so that we could get that, and we saved up our our S and H green stamps and a few other things that we compiled together, and we were able to uh, get this bottle. But I think it's, I think it's, I am absolutely a worthwhile um, reason to drink it. I couldn't agree more. We've had yeah. a couple more guests arrive. Yes, welcome our studio, studio audience. audience. Um, Thank you for joining. Everybody out there watching us, please r- tell us what you are drinking. And yeah. if you feel like telling us how much yours cost, yeah. feel free to, yeah. to say Maybe so. Maybe you can make us actually feel a little better. <laughs> so um, when I called Jason at the Wine Merchant mm-hmm. about what we should be pairing with this wine, um, he recommended dark chocolate. So I brought in this nice little flowerless dark chocolate chocolate cake so that way we could have that perfect little pairing with this wine. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I should have my birthday every day. You know what? We should both have our birthdays every day. Well, this is my six months (laughs) coming up because we just finished your six months. That's true. We we made that agreement. That's true. Now it's it's celebrate you time. It's my my time. So is this a, in all, you know, honesty here. Is this a difficult birthday for you? Or are you excited? Like, how are you really feeling about it? I, um, I am probably like every other 50 year old woman out there. I don't really give a fuck that I'm turning 50. (laughs) It's more like, I am kind of like, okay, fine. You know, that's it. I'm 50. And you know, they say that 50 is the new 30, but you know, whatever. I don't care. I'm glad to be where I am because of all of my life experiences and um, who I've like blossomed into over the last 50 years Mm -hmm. is I think pretty awesome. And, um, you know, and I think back to like how I felt at 20 or 30 or I don't know, last week. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't doesn't bother me. Like I thought it would, um, or, or people might've projected. uh, Cause I think still in my heart, I feel like I'm 18 to 21 Okay. You know, I mean, my right. knees don't tell me that. My hips don't tell me that. Um, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But I mean, I still think of your, you know, my heart and my, my mm-hmm. mind. Right. Um, yeah. So 
Oh, that's so Someday, that's Emily, when you get close to this age, I'll ask you. <laughs> Every minute I'm getting closer to. You know, I, it's so strange to me. Like I, you know, as, as the years pass, there are landmark birthdays that have come that I've felt really great about. And then there are other landmark birthdays that have come that I've, I've struggled with. And, you know, I'm not sure what that is related to. It's, for me, it, it I don't know. Maybe it's it's what's happening in your in in life at the time, and you know, and a feeling of your expectations on where you should be in life at that time. You know. Yeah, I think um, I'm kind of uh, maybe a little different than other people out there, but like I thought when I turned 36, that was like the sexiest age. Okay. Oh, 36. Yep. You know, you weren't 35, which was too young. You're mm-hmm. not 37, which is too old. And then I thought the same thing when I turned 46. <laughs> oh, you're not 45. You're not 47. So I th- okay. just call me when I'm 56. I, I think say, that's going to be like yeah. my next new sexy age. Um, and you know, 50s are sort of like a, you know, the baby of the 50s. Okay. Um, but I think, I don't know. I'm very... I'm just really glad to be here. Yeah, you know, and right. uh, every birthday and every day above ground is a good is a good day. So I agree. Well, cheers to that. cheers yeah. to that. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, what, what are you thinking on this wine? I'm thinking this wine is very very good. Hmm. Hmm. I know I keep making really weird sounds. I'll try to hold Thankfully, that back. Thankfully, this is a live show, and you guys are it's seeing a, she's actually right, drinking I'm, when she's making those weird sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike when we have our podcast and you guys don't see us. You get to, yeah, that stuff gets to be, you know, tuned out a little bit. Uh, not to, like, I don't, I'm not going to even steal that terrible, um, like, uh, a wine before it's time statement, because this is definitely not related to them. But the more I, the more sips I've taken, the better it's tasting. Oh, absolutely. So, and yeah. you let this sit for an hour before you decanted it. Right. Man, it's going to be really good by the time we take that last sip. You know, the <laughs> winemaker recommends actually decanting this for two to three hours for full expression of fruit. So wow. that gives you, wow. right. Well, um, watchers and listeners, we only have an hour. We got to We got to hit we're this. Gonna, we're going we're gonna to make it happen. <laughs> we can drink it all. So tell me, what, what, I, what I, is it inspiring What's in the ins- undergarment selection? Right. Um, mm-hmm. for, for a woman about to turn 50. Uh, I well, it's it's a very smooth pair. It doesn't cut. It doesn't <laughs> cut into your legs. It doesn't okay. shave. <laughs> Whew, thank goodness for that. It, it holds up wash after wash after mm. wash. The elastic is stays stays tight. Um, but it's but it's a very pretty and elegant as well. Okay, you know, um, there's uh, there's some structure, but yet sup- some softness and supple subtlety too. I don't think that's a word. Suppleness. I think we should make it a word. Supplety. Supplety. I like yeah, it. It's some I think supple-tea. we can do something with that. I only had a few sips. You've had a little sip of the I'll be speaking in tongues in yeah. a few. Um, yeah. So there's some strength to it, and um, yet some softness. Okay. Much like a woman who's about fifty. To turn 50. About fifty. Yeah. There's some strength in us, yet there's some softness. Um, but Are don't. there any implements with these pair of panties? <laughs> I don't you know. Well, Emily, are you needing some implements to go with these panties? Because I mean, they're always fun. I mean, you know, I do do improv. Yes, and okay, go with it now. Right, that's right. <laughs> I don't see any implements with this. Okay. I think this is, you know, stands on its own. Stands on its own. Okay. It, I mean, at one hundred and twenty-five dollars a bottle, it better be able to stand on its own. Yeah, I'm telling you. Well, I um, 
I, we, there are a few little presents here for you today. Mm-hmm. Our good friend Ann Rabbit brought those beautiful flowers from Third Studio for you to enjoy, which she provided flowers for my birthday where they're just right. gorgeous. Right. And we, you know, so voila, gift number one and gift number two for you. For yes. Well, what's nice is this is a live show and I don't need to uh, uh, narrate and it's a pink ribbon, and you know, right. anything like that. Right. Get on your show, so. right, right. Wow. And I'm slowly opening each piece of. I wonder who's it from? Um, yeah, I didn't fill out the card. Sorry. <laughs> I figured it's going to be pretty obvious that it was from me. So, Good yeah. Emily. I'm sorry. This you is should just be so able long. to pull the ends of the ribbon, just like you're taking your shoes off. There you go. Well, yeah. now you know. I, I struggle to take <laughs> you my never, shoes you off. You never as really well. choose. Well, now it's a knot. Mm. Maybe. Would you like some assistance well, with I'm that? I'm just going to move. Oh, but I do need it you open, do. don't I? Yeah. No, no, no. I might need my glasses. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, I can see better now. Again, this getting 50 thing is a, a, little, a little unnerving. I did notice the other day when I was checking myself in the, you know, in the mirror, getting ready, putting my perfume on, I was like, oh. That's what they mean by crepe skin. Oh. Just, it just happened well, overnight. It did happen overnight. Oh. Just like my, my eyesight went like the day before I turned 40. And I was like, what's yeah. this? I can't see the, the number on the penny anymore. So we got a little happy birthday from Jason at the oh, wine merchant. Thank wine you, Jason. Thank you for this amazing oh bottle, gosh. by the way. How did you know? And this is perfect How for the bottle. Know? Yes. So I'm always, you know, we're always talking about stemware here on Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. So um, Very nice. when we, last time we were in Studio C, we were using a couple of different glasses. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just make do. You know, and uh, we were demonstrating how one glass made the Thank wine you. smell and taste superior than the other glass. So I got Michelle some proper wine drinking glasses. Ones yes. that uh, that would actually enhance the glass. That's of exactly wine, right. Because I have never felt that anything that I drank out of before was improper. <laughs> it might have let my might have had my wine not be as great as I thought it would be. But it was just at. But prior to getting to know Emily, I just thought that the glass was just a vehicle to get it in my mouth, right? <laughs> you, mean now, the, you mean the solo cup was just a vehicle this, to get it in your mouth? The red solo cup is just a vehicle. I didn't right. need to worry about it, and. Um, I can't get them out of the box. Don't worry about I don't have it. My no, glass, you know. it's all right. So. Uh, but thank you very much. Yes. We're looking forward to adding we'll, those. We'll be using those in Studio C, I hope. I hope, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, definitely. I mean, if we end up back in Studio C, this is quite the turnout. I know. This is quite really fun. I'm, I'm loving having a studio audience here. I know. Um, yeah, it's yeah. really great. Oh, hello, Matthew. Hello, Jen. Uh, lots of people are saying hello. Thank you for oh saying God, hi to like us. Oh, my God, there's comments. I'll probably put my glasses yeah. on to read them. So, Michelle, um, I have a question, another question for you. Since this is your day, I'm putting you on the hot spot. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, fine. So um, I'm curious, you know, it seems like it's easy to kind of put your life in various decades, like, you know, one to 10 years old, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 40, 40 to 50. So oh, you have to bring that up. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm curious, and we can approach this 
from the beginning to now or going backwards, I think it would be really interesting to learn your perspective on if you had advice to give to your you know, to yourself below 10 years old in that first decade, what would it be? And then I'd like to go through each decade and maybe now that you're of this age of wisdom, you could share some of your thoughts to your younger self. So like any um, uh, zero to 10, I think learn to pee in the bathroom as fast as you can. Cause then once you can do that, you can like start wearing the cool panties and you can be outside playing and you don't have to worry about like having pull-ups or, you know, okay. diapers or anything like that. So, I mean, that should be done pretty. Well, you wanted me to go by decades. Or, and I think that's okay. pretty important. Okay. I mean, I think Fair if you, enough. If you don't enough. know how to pee in the bathroom, I mean, you're pretty much limited for like the rest of your life. Right. And right. Then that, don't they say, don't they say that like your whole life is like learning to pee, learning to hold it. And then like, like oh. trying not to pee yeah. on yourself again. You know, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Speaking of that comment. So, yeah. you know, I've, I don't know about you, but like I've found like with age, the urgency to pee, like when I have to pee, I have to go pee. <laughs> so is this a, because I've spent my life like holding it in so long and my body's finally like, nope, you gotta go. Or is there a, as we age, it just gets harder. Well, you know, you Emily, think? I am no doctor, but I play one on the <laughs> podcast. I uh, I would have to say that it's just part of your body getting older. Okay. You know, I mean, right. some of us say, well, we've had a couple babies, and that's why we have to. You know, you can't you can't even like sneeze if you have to pee. I mean, if you're ever out and you're in the mall or whatever, and you see like <laughs> you're like, oh wait, that woman just stopped, crossed her legs, and held onto the wall. <laughs> She's had babies because <laughs> she, she's afraid she's going to pee all over herself, you know, right now. She has to cough. She has to sneeze. Yeah. That's what she's got to do. She's got to put her hand on the wall. And, and you just know, and you just give her the, oh, yeah, we understand. Yeah, part understand. of that club. But yeah. yeah, maybe, you know, drink mm-hmm. less wine. <laughs> wine is what gets you through the, the acknowledgement of, oh, okay. Right. right. I guess I'm just getting older. <laughs> Just getting older. That's all. And then I think from uh, 10 to uh, 20, the next important thing is to get your driver's license at 16. Because mm-hmm. then again, that gives you freedom. More freedom. I'm More freedom to make, you know, freedom trend like, here. You know, choices. Yeah. You know, like, um, you know, not that you can get a job, you can drive yourself to a job, you can go to school, all the kind of things can happen, you know. Um, yeah. You know. Get a license. What was your first car? Did you have a car when you were a teenager? Or I was later so in life? fortunate enough that my father bought a car for the kids, and it was a 1979 Mustang. It was white. Nice. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't the cool Mustang. Well, it I wasn't mean, the cool Mustang. It was a Mustang, though. Everybody cool. else had Mustangs. They all had the cool Mustangs, but we didn't have the cool Mustang because ours was 1979, not 1969 Mustang. Oh. So we had like when Ford really screwed the body. Okay. Yeah. So we had that, and my father had. He insisted that all four kids drove it. So, oh, so yeah, and got there's some abuse. Well, my brother, between my oldest brother and my youngest brother, there's nine years. So by the time my youngest brother came along, he just refused to drive it and drove my dad's truck. Okay. So the, the Mustang sat there. And I remember one time my sister told me the story when she was driving the Mustang and I was off at college and um, the passenger door fell off. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was out with a friend of hers and the passenger door fell off. And then she paged my father because he didn't have a set, you know, the pagers, you know, <laughs> oh, he had paged him on the golf course and had to wait till he got to like, you know, a phone to call her back. And she said, Dad, my God, Dad, the, the 
passenger door fell off, what do I do? He said, well, just put it in the back seat and drive home. Oh my so she God. did. She put it in the back seat and drove home and her friend was in the passenger seat. <laughs> holding like, on for dear life. Yeah, holding on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had the opposite, well, not the opposite problem, but I had a similar door issue with my first car. We both had sports cars as our first cars, by oh, the way. Yeah. I had a, a little red Fiero. Much, uh, probably much cuter than our white Mustang. It was a cute little car. Yeah, Fieros were, yeah, yeah my best friend had, in Sweden had yeah, one. Yeah, it was fun. So um, I, at one point, something happened and I couldn't, the door wouldn't actually stay shut. So I had to like drive, like holding oh, the, the door. the driver's shut. door? <laughs> yeah, it just, oh my God. it wouldn't latch to um, stay shut. So that was an exciting moment. And especially because it was a, a manual car. So like I'm holding it <laughs> shut, I'm driving and I'm shifting and yeah, that so was So did fun. you get really good at using your knees to drive at that point in time in your life? <laughs> like, oh, that's what that's for. Right, right. How exactly. Fun. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. I can tell our fathers loved us so much. <laughs> I bought my first. I bought that. You car. bought it. Yeah, okay. I saved money from all my um, years of babysitting and cleaning pools and all that stuff. Well, the first yeah. car I bought was a red Pontiac Le Mans. Hey, <laughs> it looked like a baby booty, <laughs> and it was a stick shift. It was four. Nice. It was like four speed. It wasn't even a five speed, but it fit my cocktail waitress uh, income. Mm. So Mm -hmm. um, I was able to afford it. And we kept that until 1996. Oh, is that when the minivan came in? Oh, no, 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 no. The minivan came in. Oh, wait, that would have been much later, yeah. Yeah, 1996 when I used to live in Loughborough, and Loughborough was like a, like, you know, 50, it's your... Um, thoroughfare to 55 and people right. drive on it like they're already on 55 right, and uh, right. somebody overnight just crashed in the back of it and um, and then they sped off so it was totaled and it was oh, paid for man. which of course I've learned is how it usually goes mm-hmm. once the car is paid for it will be totaled by somebody else and you have to start all over again I don't know yeah. I've had my car for a long time you know I've got 330,000 miles on my car. And it's paid off. And it has been long (laughs) paid off. Now, I am starting to get to the point worth it where I'm like just a little worried that the steering wheel is going to fall off in my hand. But you you already have all that skill from your Fiero. So you're just like, I just have to hold it there. (laughs) Hold it in place with my knees. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. (laughs) Um, So that's, you know, like, you know, 10 to 20, 20 to 30. Yeah. Uh, 20 to 30, I think if I, I read something in this book called Sex at Dawn that I think every woman should, or every man and woman should realize that when women are on birth control, that changes their hormones and oh, that yeah. changes their attraction, right? right? We're attracted to our partner, you know, you have a chemical attraction. Right. And that so many women are meeting their spouse when they're on birth control. And then when they go off birth control, they're like, what the hell? I don't, why? That's... God, I don't want to have sex with him. And they don't right. know why. So I would have, although I love my children, um, I would have not been on the pill to meet my mm. spouse. I think that's really good advice because there is, I've noticed, you know, I've noticed, you know, in dating previously, there were, you know, a couple of people that either was like just kind of intoxicated being around them or I was like, 
a little, I was repelled and it's that pheromone thing. Yeah. So imagine if the person I was intoxicated with, I, you know, would naturally be repelled against because the hormones are being altered by the birth control. There's got to be some genetics playing into that too. Like something with, with, you know, nature saying, hmm, something messy could happen here. I don't know. Again, like I, I play an anthropologist on the podcast, <laughs> but, right? But I'm not really one in real life. Um, but I would, uh, I would just think that it's the hormones and and mm. the chemicals, mm-hmm. and when they're altered, your choices are different. So, right. um, that's although great I, I, I do love all of my children. I'm going to stress okay. that right. in case they're watching later. Or in case there might be one in the in audience. case there might be one in the studio right. audience, <laughs> acting as technical director today. <laughs> I do love all of my children. Of course. I just, it's, okay, for, yes. it's for the people out there. So that's uh, 20 to 30. Yeah. Uh, yes, right? 20 that's to like, 30. So we're, we're, getting, we're getting there. So 30, to, 30 40. to 40. Yeah. So what would I tell my 30 to 40 year old self? Um, it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was newly divorced in my 30s with three young kids. So that's like, mm. you think it's a prime of your life and you've got the three young kids you're home with. Um, and you might, you know, feel a little, um, uh, anxious that you're missing out mm-hmm. and, uh, resentful that you're missing out and, and that maybe, you know, things shouldn't have gone this way. And, but it gets better, you know, okay. you, you have, you have like a role to play and, um, as a woman, you can play that role and um but it's not a it's not permanent. Yeah. You know, somebody said to me one time, they said, whenever you're having like a really like shitty moment, whether it's like going through cancer or di- getting divorced or whatever, mm-hmm. to look at it as this like tiny little speck in like the length of your life, right? It's just this little it's just small. Right. Even though it feels like forever, I'm never you know, but right. it is. It is a it is a short amount of time. So just know that, you know, it, it does better. get better and uh, surround yourself with really cool people. I definitely had a similar experience in my 30s. I think um, I think that that is just becomes a time when it's like you're really, you're starting to get in the groove of your life and then you're like, let's just upheave it. You know, I, I, I realized that it was time for me to really, you know, find what makes me happy and make, make some big changes, which very similar, you know, it was a pivotal time in your life as well. So um, I'm, of course, like you, very thankful that I did that work then. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think that it was that, so how it was supposed to be, you know, like getting divorced with the kids, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was how that part of my life was supposed to be. And, and because my voice was kind of coming out, I'd like to tell this funny story. Thankfully, my ex-husband doesn't watch these uh, live shows <laughs> or listen to my podcast. Um, but I like to tell the story about how I had put on my on my living room these paint swatches, this color blue, and it, and um, and then I because we had moved in this house and it was like these white walls. I was like, I need some color, and. It had been up there for a while, and I went to Lowe's or Home Depot because Lowe's wasn't even by the house at that point. Home Depot, and I bought that blue collar, and I came home on Friday, and I was going, I, I just started painting it. Mm-hmm. And he sat there on the couch, and he was like, well, I'm really glad he asked me if I wanted it to be painted blue. <laughs> and I said- He felt left out. Oh, no. Aww. And I said to him, I said, well, the color's been on the wall for a year. You had ample time to tell me you didn't like it. Right. You know, and then that was like a, a change from 
acquiescing and uh, trying just to keep him happy or, you know, got to keep everybody mm-hmm. happy. And it was like, no, I want... I want the house, I want this to be blue. So I painted it blue and then I painted the next room and then I painted the next room. And over that course of two years is when we divorced. There you go. You slowly <laughs> took that house over and it became 100% your own home. 100%. And yeah. it was very, very colorful. And it was like loud, like red and blue and yellow. And I thought, oh man, that's my subconscious yelling at him. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm like using all these like colors. And then um, and then I, I was like, I joked with my friends. I'm like, you know, every time I'm mad at him, I go paint another room. So I've kept this mm. one room I haven't done yet because I know he's gonna get I'm gonna get mad at him and I'm gonna need a room to paint, you know. <laughs> and uh, for the longest time though, I, I what I, was the last room? It was a bath bath in the main level. Oh, the one that is the good selfie. It's a very good it's selfie like room. Selfie now. Room. Yeah, that's all rehab now. Yeah. And so then I had that color up there for a long, long time. And then I felt like okay, this is enough. This is enough yeah. screaming and yelling. And now it's a very you know subdued, elegant. Um, you know, classy. Not that it wasn't classy before, right. but you know, all the colors go, and and I, I repainted everything in 2016. Paint is such a great way to just give your your living space a you know a whole new life, and it's it's cheap. It just requires a little work, but it's so. It's and if you so don't fun. like it, you can change it's it. Easy enough, you know. Yeah, that's all, that, that's all you can do. It's yeah, easy, easy. Absolutely. Um, so, so let's uh, let's take a quick break because it's oh, like seven fifty eight already. So we're we'll like take a thirty minutes, brief and then um, when we come back, we'll hit uh, the we'll next hit the decades, f- and next we'll decades. we'll talk a little bit about my little sheet of paper here. I passed Fantastic. out. Fantastic! Sounds All right, great. Are we ready? Yeah. All right, and we're back. Thank you for letting us take that little brief break so that we could refresh our glasses. Everybody else has gotten their glasses refreshed. Yes, and we'll say hello to we are. everybody who's on um, out there in Facebook Yes, land. thank you. We've had a few new people join us. We've had Karen Libby, Jess Boyer. Oh, hello. Jess is a good friend of John mine. John Gertie's just joined. Hey, John. Josh Levy, Susan Fulbright, John Gerdes, William Myers. We've got some- Julia Greco. Oh, Susan, hey, friends. Susan thank you Bardish. so much for thank joining Thank you so much. What, how fun, how fun. Make sure and share what you're drinking today. So yeah. we were before we left, we were talking about advice that Michelle would give to the various decades of her life. And we've made it through the 30s and we're getting ready to go to well, the 40s. Right. So um, in, in consideration of um, today's episode and what we're talking about, I, I had created this uh, 10 years ago, almost exactly 10 years ago. I have a blog that I, had out, I have out there that I started writing even earlier, and it's called The Minivan Philosopher, because I always felt like I was a minivan philosopher. <laughs> and um, I had uh, I stopped contributing to it in 2016. So. Was that when you got rid of the minivan, by chance? I don't know. I'd have to ask my son when we got rid of the minivan. Well, it started with apart. Well, there's that. Okay, so it fell apart. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah, you're right. It was 2016 because I was like, I don't want to pay 2017 taxes on this anymore. That's why, yeah, mm. that's exactly what I said. But I, um, wow, that's so I, minivan philosopher. And so I wrote this and it's called Some Things I've Learned. And I was reflecting up on the things I'd learned, you know, up until almost turning 40. And I thought I would like revisit them. And uh, like the first one is, if you smile pretty, the sales guy at AutoZone will put on your windshield wipers for you at no charge. I did not know that. Yeah. That is yeah. a 
I'll have to work on my smile because I've never gotten a free. Uh, you haven't? I mean, oh my no. gosh, that's so easy. And then um, uh, there is a big difference between organic chicken and that other stuff in the stores. Oh, organic absolutely. chicken tastes like chicken. And I learned that 10 years ago. And uh, it doesn't matter if you do one, star, one shot of tequila or 12 shots of tequila. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. We won't be doing tequila on any of our episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, it goes back to college. Okay. I haven't, I haven't lost it from college yet. And then obviously, because this was written 10 years ago, it said uh, children under six are brutal, brutally honest even when it's not requested. <laughs> He's almost 16 now. He's still very honest. Coming over here, I uh, actually picked him from school today. And I was like, hey, how are you doing, William? You know, Willie. And I was like, hey, 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 great day, day, day. Let's go here, here, here. He's like, mom, stop. I was like, oh, come on, come on, come on. Let me have one more, one more, one more. He's like, is there not a mute button on you? <laughs> oh, I know. That's harsh. And you brought him here today? I, of course I did. I love him. <laughs> I love him. But he's very, very honest. And then, uh, oh, this is a good one. No one is going to show up on my doorstep with my dream job on a silver platter. I actually have to go out there and get it for myself. Mm. What are we doing right. here? Right? This is my, this this is, is, this this is is my dream. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. We're, we made it happen. Yeah. Um, Houses do not clean themselves, no matter how much I twitch my nose back and forth. <laughs> oh, so true. Yeah. Yeah. But I've, uh, I've learned just to give up on thinking that I have to have a really pretty, great, clean house. I mean, it's clean. I mean, you're not going to, like, get a right. staph infection <laughs> from coming to my house. Yeah. I, you know I what? mean, anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I, I definitely went through phases in my life where everything had to be perfect and clean. And then I've really released that throughout the years. And I, I think it's a far healthier place to be because I think when I needed it to be so orderly and perfect, it was a symptom of that was the only place I could get order in my oh, life. Well, right. Yeah. And so now like, you know, you come over and Sometimes it's just kind of a mess, and that's okay. I'm happy to move things over to sit down. I'm happy. I'm used to it. I'm totally used to it. You know what? You'll be happy to know the Christmas trees are down. Oh. Yes. Can we get a round of applause for that? But but, but so soon. (laughs) Well, I mean, really, Emily. I'd like to say birth to resurrection. (laughs) So, you know. Yeah. So yeah. and our and our tree goes up like the day after Thanksgiving and comes down like the day after New Year's because like I just got the yeah night, you know? like got to have my I got to have my couch where in the spot so I can watch the TV again. Oh yeah, without yeah. having to be over on the other side. Um, I'm not ready to dance with just one man. I like that. That was from That's Tango Days, and uh, and it's like you know. I thought, well, I'm not. I, I want to dance with like a variety of yeah, partners, and fair um, and it's, it seems to be a, a continuation in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I change it, like, okay, I'm ready to dance with one man, then one man will show up. Yeah, you'll manifest of a, that. A, a, a variety yeah. of them. Let's see, and then oh, floss. Oh, yeah. You just learned that? No, no, no. These are things. Oh, that just you're I know reinforcing. I, I was reinforcing flossing is good. Okay. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I had gone from um, college to I was pregnant with my son who's twenty, 
Oh. So it was about 10 years and I had like, you know, didn't go to the dentist because I didn't have any money or dental insurance and things sure. like that. And I was on a, on a flight back pregnant with Jacob and I was, I like to chew ice and I was chewing on a, on a, on some ice on the airplane and like my back tooth cracked. I was like, what oh. and I went to the, I, I was like, Hey mom, do you know a dentist here? Cause we were, you know, relatively new to St. Louis a few years. And so she said, yeah, go to Dr. Rosen and, um, and I have been every six months to get my teeth cleaned since then. So 20 years, every six months. Yep. Um, because it took them four visits. Oh, my goodness. To clean my teeth. It's yeah. like, okay. And then he's, and Dr. Rosen was uh, very wise. He said, only floss the teeth you want to keep. <laughs> Your choice. You know, yeah. so I'm like, well, I'm going to try to keep them all. Um, uh, uh, yes. Okay. This one is an important one that everybody needs to listen to out there mm. in Facebook land mm. as well as here. You can't orgasm when you're dead. Oh. So you might as well have as many as you can while you're living. Yes. Yes. And we're having that. an episode coming up in oh a couple weeks uh, that great. we had Laura DiCarlo with, I'm sorry, Laura Haddock with Laura DiCarlo. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, she created this- um, A product uh, called Ose. Ose Massager. And it, mm-hmm. it gives, it's a hands-free um, personal massager that gives you blended, blended orgasms. orgasms. So that wow. is a fascinating. I can't wait to give my conver- review on that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're like, yes, put us on the wait list. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna start saving my pennies so I can uh, have that one. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's like we've like always thought you had to have like that special partner that could do that for you. And now women, you have something that will give you that without having to have the baggage. You don't baggage. Even have to educate them. I don't you have to just... dance with just one man to have that <laughs> orgasm. Um, yeah, so that's important. You can't mm-hmm. orgasm when you're dead. Very true. Sorry to disappoint you guys <laughs> out there. Um, oh, yeah. So this I wrote in 10 years ago, and it said, carrying around guilt and shame that is 20 years old is like burying yourself alive. Oh. So now, just fast forward 10 years. Right. If you carry around guilt and shame from 30 years ago, you're just burying yourself, and you've got to let that go. Right. Because So, you know, how, like, how do you do that, though? I mean, what are some tactics that you have of wine, of course, and improv? And improv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't realize it's therapy for me, right? Gosh, she's like, she must be carrying around some guilt and shame. I mean, she's really funny today. She must be letting go of some guilt and shame. <laughs> right. Okay. I think that's... Mm-mm. It's not just that. You have to forgive yourself. You have to realize mm-hmm. that nobody else is like, oh, you know, you know, there's that one time she slept with that guy in college. <sighs> what a slut. I mean, nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. And you have to let that go. It's interesting how many times, like when you, when you go and you have, like later in life, you go and try to have that conversation with somebody that you feel bad about a certain experience and how many times they don't even remember it. Like, you know, this happens like with my brother and just family, like I'll be, oh man, do you remember that one time? I feel like, I still feel like a jerk for that. And they're like, what are you talking about? So it's amazing to me how we hold on to these things that just are Right, and, and I, no I, I would I would go one step further. I mean, that's that's nice that you apologize to somebody else. You need to apologize to yourself mm-hmm. because you're only really we only carry the guilt and the shame around things when we think, oh yeah, I really screwed that up when in 1987, <laughs> right? You know, December should, 18th, right? And you, like we got we have to let that go. And mm-hmm. once you let that go, then then you can you know you stand taller and you realize, yeah, I'm I. I have every right to be standing here in, on this earth in this time mm-hmm. with in my life. That I'm 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 not an imposter. I I'm valid. Mm-hmm. But you have to let yourself 
get, you have to let go of that. Very so good point. That was, you know, I was, yeah. qu- I was becoming quite the philosopher <laughs> when I was 40. Oh, yeah, this is also good. When they say to take ibuprofen with food, they mean it. Oh, oh they mean yeah. it, yeah, because otherwise you will screw your stomach up. Mm-hmm. I don't play a doctor, but... Um, and then I, do not, I don't have to be unhappy. I can change my circumstances, you know? Right. So many times we think that, oh, this is it. This is the life I have. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to settle into it and, and yeah, well, do what I'm told. Hopefully right. they'll write something nice about me on my tombstone. <laughs> you know, maybe somebody yeah. will come, you know, or like, but there's no reason. There's no reason to stay. You can change your circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's not going to be easy, but it is worth it. Mm-hmm. One step at a time. One step. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, back to tango. Dancing tango is like being hugged for three hours. That's interesting. You know, and... Hugging can be great, 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 great. Hugging can be great, great therapy, you know. And we (laughs) do have a guest that we're going to be featuring coming up that actually specializes in that kind of therapy. It's 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 it's, called platonic cuddling. I'm very interested to learn more about that because I'm like, you pay somebody to spoon you. Yeah, yeah, and work through your problems. Yeah, that's, you know, so it'll yeah. be very interesting to learn about that. But yeah, a good hug sometimes. I mean, it'd be really interesting. And I'm, I'm like sitting yeah. here thinking, I'd just rather have a podcast and tell the world about my, <laughs> my problems, problems than like lay next to somebody this close and they're like, oh yeah, well, have this some one. wine. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, there are definitely times when it's like, man, I've had a rough day, and sometimes <laughs> all you need is a hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got will. I do have will. I'm like, help. Oh, he just rolled his eyes. He's like, oh gosh, (laughs) is that not a mute button on my mom? That's what he's saying. Um, Oh, this is good. No matter where I've traveled, people are the same. We cry, we laugh, we get married, we have families, we dance, and we die. Mm -hmm. And the sun shines everywhere, not just here. You know, it's true. It it shines and it also rains. Mm -hmm. So part of like the grass is not greener on the other side. You know what I mean? Right. It's I think it's just understanding that humanity is all everywhere. And if you recognize that, you know, people of different cultures in another part of the world, you know, they're, they're, you know, a girl's heart is getting broken because the boy, you know, they broke up or Mm -hmm. the relationship's not working or, you know, somebody's excited because they finished their education or Mm -hmm. got a job, you know, and, and we all, and if you just can recognize that humanity, maybe we can be a kinder, gentler planet towards each other and maybe not so quick to drop, drop bombs. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I know. Um, let's see. <laughs> Having children does not fundamentally change who I am. They enhance my life. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, like a lot of people, are, they define themselves by their, oh, uh, well, you know, these are my kids. They like, they all their identity is tied into their children. Right. When, you know, it doesn't, you know, children are an extension of you. They, they are not all of you. Sometimes I, I've heard people say that they're, you know, not ready to have kids or afraid to have kids because they're afraid of that it'll it'll change who they are. So I love your perspective of it being no, I'm still me. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a better me because I my life is enriched by other people. Well, that's what I tell yeah. the, that's what I tell my children no, anyway. That's great. But no, I, I I've always because I didn't want people to define me. Oh, you're you're the mom. You're the mom. Right. Yeah. So you, you, you probably don't like to, you know, dance tango, or you don't like to, 
sing karaoke, sing karaoke, or 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 go, you know, see movies. You don't you, like crazy panties. You you just like to go to soccer games, don't you? You're a mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you like to just drive your kids around in your minivan. That's right, because you're a mom, yeah. and oh, you don't have any opinions about politics because you know you're a mom, hmm. and that's mm-hmm. not it. You know, right? Um, we're I'm a mom, and I have all and of those things. Everything too. else, and thankfully, I have a podcast with you that I can tell the world about them. That's right. Yeah. Because I don't know what I would do without that. My friends would be like, I, does she not have a mute button? I think this is prescience, you know, of like 10 years ago. I mean, literally, if you guys look at the date, April 28th, 2009, I wrote this. White wine or red wine? It doesn't long. <laughs> Start over. White wine or red wine? It doesn't matter as long as I'm sharing it with a friend. <gasps> I know, right? Cheers to, Cheers one, to that. everybody. Cheers like, to you, raise everyone. Raise your glasses here. on that and out there, out there so in Facebook true. land. Yes, I mean, I have been known to drink wine by myself, but it is far better shared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's is. where that's the source of all the great conversations. <laughs> I know, it is right. Far, <laughs> yeah, it is far better shared. Um, yes, and I've I've drank it by myself too, but it is far better shared. I had a yeah. great conversation just um, just earlier this week with some girlfriends around the fire pit. We just shared a bottle of white wine and had com- and we caught up, and it was just really really nice. You that know, and it's like oh, we need to do this more often. Right. That's always that's always the, the yeah phrase. because once every Monday is not enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I love drinking wine with you, Emily, and I love to drink wine with everybody else, too. So I, I do I not discriminate. Uh, I cannot live without passion in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's important for everyone. And find what your passion is. Yeah. Sometimes it can take a long time to figure out. Or it is actually always inside, and you just oh, have totally. to, like, unearth it. You let yeah. it go. You let it. You let that voice come up, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's so interesting for women is that when that voice starts to starts to come mm-hmm. up, they're like, "I can't put it back down." And you're like, "You're not supposed to." Right? She's been suppressed for so long. Just let her talk. I thought that was really cute when your mom was talking about that. Um, you know, during yeah. uh, the holidays, she was talking about when uh, all of a sudden, when the kids were gone, like she's her own voice started coming out. And that was, of course, the end of the, your end of the marriage. marriage yeah. But so, you know, <laughs> there you go. But she Thankfully, was a, my dad doesn't a watch vibrant in <laughs> in a very fulfilled woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, this is uh, sometimes I have so many thoughts rushing around my head that I just have to get it out on paper or now a podcast. <laughs> and then sometimes I just want to dance. I you love know? it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was dancing a lot back then, ten years ago, dancing mm-hmm. tango a lot. Um, and then our hearts have an incredible capacity for love and that it is really, that it really is better to have loved and been loved, even if only for a short period of time than to never have felt it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Think, yeah. So that's, and then finally, have I stretched it long enough? Yeah, I almost, um, <laughs> I can, I have nine minutes left. I can make oh, this, but I the can. final sentence from 10 years ago is not to give up on hope. Having once lived without it. And after reclaiming it, I will never let it go again. It is too precious. And I did. Yeah. I lived. I lived for many years without hope um, when I was married, and yeah. uh, had realized that this wasn't this situation, this relationship wasn't how I thought my life would be, right. and not where I, I know. And uh, I, I remembered like I would drive home from work, and I was like, Oh my God, is this? 
I didn't have any, like, there's no joy, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, and then, you know, we got divorced and although it was hard with the children, you know, having them all the time, um, I just felt like there was hope again mm-hmm. for my life. Cause I don't know if you guys remember being sixth grade or seventh grade and you're with your girlfriends and they're like, what are you going to be when you grow up? Well, I'm going to be this when I grow up and I'm going to be this when I grow up. You know, and you're mm-hmm. like, there's like, there's no, there's nothing that's it's impossible. Right. Right. Yeah. You can be whatever you want to be. And, and then you still can. You still can. Yeah, there was just that, that time in my much. life that I didn't, I thought that that was no longer um, available to me right. because I was, I was in a situation and I was miserable and I didn't, I was afraid to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else, wise person said to me, um, people remain the same until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Mm. I can say that again. People remain the same until the pain of staying the same mm-hmm. is greater than the pain of change. I, You know, I'm not so sure that people always recognize the pain they're in until the change has been made, though. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It can cool. be really, because I, you know, I definitely have had times in my life where it was like the fear of making change, like, the, you know, knowing what I had, there was a bit of a comfort there and the, right. the fear held me back. But once the change started happening, this great sense of relief came into place and then... Yeah, like, and then, and and, and for know. some people it can be like that, and yeah. then there are others that are like, you know, I know that this is all I have, and um, and, and you know, I have to make the best of it, and um, mm-hmm. and I remember like taking walks in my neighborhood and seeing like an older couple, you know, older. They were probably in their fifties. <laughs> 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 no, I think they're a little older, maybe sixties, maybe seventies. I don't know, but it was an older older couple, and they were, you know working in the garden and stuff. And I just like looked at the couple. I'm like, okay, so I, I don't want to, st- I didn't, at that point, my mind was, I don't want to stick around in a marriage until he doesn't have anybody else and he decides to oh, stay. Sure. You know? Sure. And I was like, I can't do that. I need to like, I need to let him go. And so when we get, did get, when we got divorced and he, I mean, we're friends now. He, mm-hmm. I mean, although he doesn't watch my podcast, which is fine. It's okay. <laughs> he'd, probably, he'd probably be like, maybe we're not so friends, but, um, the, it was the best gift we gave each other because at that point in time, he could go be loved and I could go be loved by some by people who could love us the right way right. that we needed. So right. that so we did you know we gave each other that gift. How but old were you when you got married? I was twenty four. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so a lot of changes happen after after twenty between twenty four to thirty four. Oh my god! So we gosh. got divorced. I got divorced at thirty four. Yeah. Well, and you then, gave it a good ten years. That's great. I mean, that's a good solid effort. You know, give <laughs> me what like a yeah, fist bump on that. Solid effort I mean, there, Michelle. But then, that's the other thing. Is like, why do we like? Well, you gave it, you gave it a little college try. It's like, what the fuck? I think if it's if it's supposed to work, it works because you cherish each other and you stay together because you right. cherish each other. And if you don't cherish each other, then get out. Right. Very true. You like let him go. Let you like you know let the partner go. If you don't cherish them, let him go. Yeah. Because yeah. why, why? Open up yourself to new opportunities. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. We've got, we've got um, you know, some, I'm sure all kinds of wonderful thoughts uh, brewing within our audience members. Are there any um, thoughts that you would like to share about advice that you would give your younger self? Feel free to raise your in. hand. And, <laughs> no, they can, I, I, they're happy to welcome you up to share your statement. We can talk about that. We have five minutes yeah. left of our show. Yeah, so we can show. take a couple of minutes. We can take a couple of comments. Anybody have any advice for your younger self? 
It's okay. And no. it's, it's okay if you don't. That's fine. That's all right. No. That's totally fine. There's yeah. no pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now Anne's thinking. She's got, she, her thought, <laughs> that thought came to her. Yeah. No, no, no it, it went, it went. I, I have a thought for my younger self that I would, I would definitely, you know, I would say, especially to that 10 to 20 year old, you know, for me, I just remember in, you know, going through junior high and high school, I cared so much what everybody thought of me. And at the compromise of me, like really um, diving deep into the things that lit my heart on fire the most. Like I I was involved in orchestra. I played, you know, I did yeah. theater and orchestra. I was good at it. Um, but man, if I had practiced as much if I'd put as much energy into my practicing the cello as I put into trying to fit in, mm-hmm. you know, or put that energy into my studies, I just, you know, I I definitely have regret for putting that energy there. I just, you know, I yeah. I would say let it go and just, you know, really be who you want to be and Learn, learn what you want to learn and study what you want to, you know what I mean? I would focus more in on that as opposed to. And I know it's, that's so yeah. easy for us because we're, you know, not, we're, older. we're, we're not in, in middle school and yeah. high school anymore. Oh, but it's so painful. I mean, I wanted yeah. to fit in so bad oh, yeah. and it was never going to happen. No, I, no, <laughs> it was I, just I, not going to happen. I, under, I totally understand, you know, yeah. and I, and, and it's, and I also think that, you know, when we say, oh, that's the popular group, you know why they're the popular group? Because we say that they're the popular group. It's true. We you know, give that a lot of we power. We give somebody else a, 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 an acknowledgement that they're popular. Mm-hmm. So just quit acknowledge, quit saying, oh, that's, that's, that, that's who, that's the cool people. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're cool. You know, you have, I mean, everybody, Definitely. it's kind of like, how do you own your own agency when you're 16 and 15 and you are like, you're trying really to, tough, your whole, it? you know. Individuality every- is not embraced when you're a kid. It isn't until you're older that it's like a celebrated Thing. Right, right, yeah. and I, you know, I'm working on being eccentric. Yeah, right, I, absolutely. That's, that's, what that's yeah. like the cool yeah. thing now. I think Darcella was going to say something. Would you mind coming up so that way our our audience, <laughs> our our online audience, can hear you too? You can actually come See, over here. Like, yeah, you yeah, can. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wave come at over him. and share a microphone yeah. for a moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't spend a whole lot of time doing that because even if I were to go back to a 16 year old and tell her all the things that I had now. 16-year-old Darcella did not have the comprehension of mm. the information. So none of the words would have mattered. I'd have been like, who's this crazy old lady talking to me? I need to keep doing X. Mm-hmm. So maybe the only thing I might say to her is save more money. Oh, <laughs> like like sure. the 10% is a real thing. If it's a dime, yeah. Put it aside. So I might have done that just so I can have practice. Mm-hmm. So that by the time I comprehended it, it wouldn't have been such a hard thing to do. Yeah. Sure. So that's yeah. probably the only thing. All the rest of it, I wouldn't try to change 16-year-old Darcella because everything that happened to me brought me to here. Right. No, I agree. So, I agree yeah, with you on that. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. yeah. Good Good practices. That was a great, Save was a great money. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, hey, it's uh, half. It's um, 8.30. And, uh, oh, an hour know, just an flew hour by. Always flies by. We have a little, we have we about have a, little wine left, a glass. Or, which we'll definitely enjoy. Um, we need to do that with. Yeah. But we need to go ahead and 
say thank you to all of our yes. watchers out there and we thank will you see you for joining us today thank you for celebrating michelle oh, yeah. thank you so much for celebrating birthday cheers thank you so much yes um, we will be back on facebook live in one month because our, right. our cycle is monthly That's and right. uh, it'll be it's only an hour each month <laughs> just when everybody like their cycle to be one hour each month um and it'll be the last wednesday, last wednesday. in may so that's right same um, time same so, time yeah. Same bat channel right here on Clearly Speaking the Podcast. That's Thanks right. so much. Thank you. All right. Thank Our, you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. All right. And cheers. Cheers. Wait.